Welcome to the Rainbows and Rain podcast, the podcast of stories and reflections from an early intervention home visitor. My name is Erica Bowen, and I am an early intervention teacher here in Minnesota, uh, working with families and children ages zero to three um, in early intervention. So driving from visit to visit and kind of reflecting on my practices as an early intervention teacher, where I'm at and how I'm kind of trying to, you know, strive to be better in my craft and my practice and in my coaching skills. Um, So today's visit, I wanted to share um, this family because it really honed in on that um, that coaching characteristic of feedback. So let me just give you a little bit of background. I have been working with this family for about three months, so they're fairly new. I The child it was about nine months old uh, when they were referred for some gross motor stuff and some other things. They were slightly premature, so um, they did qualify for services and have been working with them. By the time we got to the IFSP meeting, however, their goals and priorities had kind of shifted from the initial referral. They were originally concerned with gross motor skills, however... At the IFSP meeting, when we were talking about where things were at, sleep. Sleep was their concern and is what they needed help with. So we wrote the IFSP and we kind of dove into visits with prioritizing sleep. Um, what had been happening was the infant was not sleeping through the night quite yet. And when he was waking in the night, he was not able to fall back asleep. So what parents were doing were bringing him into bed with them. And this was really kind of draining on the family. What was really great is in this instance with this family, mom and dad were very active participants in in the home visits uh, and in the meeting and in the evaluation. And they also rotated shifts and took turns uh, with the with the nighttime with the nighttime kind of parent duties and that kind of thing. This child wasn't needing to feed in the middle of the night. Um, that wasn't what he needed. I think it was just the lack of not being able to self-soothe or fall back asleep and kind of relying on that parent or caregiver to to get him back to sleep. And they were kind of developing some habits they didn't want to continue. And I think what motivated this family was they have a three-year-old daughter who um, they have struggled with sleep with. And they kind of are in a situation with her that they don't want to be in with him. So they kind of, you know, knew that we needed help with this. So what I loved about this family was 
number one, that they were motivated and that both mom and dad were vested equally in wanting to to change this because honestly, he wasn't getting enough sleep during a 24 hour period. So it was a significant concern. Babies need to babies need sleep because they need to grow. That's when they grow. Right. Um, so I started seeing this family weekly for a bit and our game plan was always talking about what were they willing to change? How long were they willing to let him cry? Um, and you know, what kinds of things were they going to try? Um, this family also, they used an app to kind of track his his sleeping patterns and his feeding patterns. And there's so many apps these days, which was really great because they shared that data directly with me. They would take screenshots and, um, they would share that. They would share that through me with, through text and things like that. So they would kind of keep me updated on, on how much he was sleeping and, and what they were doing and, and we would troubleshoot like what's working, what's not working. Why is he sleeping better when dad puts him down was one observation mom had and trying to problem, they problem solved themselves and tried to figure out, well, what is one parent doing different than the other? So that's just a little bit of background on, on this family. I want to fast forward to this week's visit. I haven't seen this family in a couple weeks because we've had winter break and things before winter break had been going pretty well. Um, so I was not too concerned with what was happening. And I was kind of getting the feeling that we were going to get ready to kind of decrease from weekly um, to maybe every other week or monthly. So I don't know if this happens to you guys, but I got the text um, we can't do Friday. Is there another day we can do? And it's, you know, so back and forth trying to do this, the scheduling, the scheduling thing. And what ended up happening was they, we found a time, we found a time that worked for us. However, um, it was the middle of the day. Um, parents work from home. Child goes to daycare. Uh, the child wasn't going to be at the visit. And they said, we still want you to come. So that's a little bit unique. I mean, to have a visit, but to not have the child present told me there's something they want to talk about. There's something they need from me. Um, And it doesn't matter that the child is there or not there, especially since we're talking about sleep. And that's the primary concern. Um, I didn't really feel the child needed to be there, but I just thought it was really interesting that um, it was the it was the first time that I've had a family say Aiden won't be here, and that's not his real name, by the way. Um, but we want you to be here. So, uh, so anyways, re- and just another little story and background living here in Minnesota today was a very snowy day plows are out people are snow blowing people are in ditches I also get a text a little bit you know later in the morning saying hey I plowed the driveway for you please feel free to pull into the driveway and I'm just like wow this family really wants me to come 
um, they're just making extra efforts to make sure that I'm coming and um, that I'm going to be there for the visit. So going into this visit, I was trying to think about like, what is this visit going to look like? And what are they needing from me? And at the top of my list, I'm thinking feedback right away. They're they're looking for feedback. They're going to share with me what they've been doing. And I'm going to share with them my feedback um, based on what they share with me. So that was kind of at the top of my uh, top of my list today. So I walk in and dad greets me. Mom's finishing up downstairs in her office. And, you know, finally she comes up too. And we're talking and they're sharing with they're sharing with me their data. Like he he slept 12 hours last night. He slept 12 and a half hours the night before. He slept 11 and a half hours. And they're just beaming. And I'm like, this is amazing. He's sleeping through the night. And how do you guys feel about that? And, you know, obviously they were very happy big smiles on their faces that they had just finally gotten to a point these last uh, five-ish days where he's getting the sleep he needs at night, which the nighttime sleep was the goal to kind of extend. And he is not needing to be taken out of the crib. They might hear him stir or make a noise, but... um, they don't need to go in there and and he's sleeping still. So I just thought that was amazing that they just wanted me there to kind of share with them because that easily could have been shared through text. It could have been shared through email or honestly, even through phone call. Um, but they wanted that face-to-face feedback. And when I think about coaching and when I think about Rush and Sheldon's um research and information, I kind of go back to what they say that feedback should look like. And I'll try and link there. Um, they have this coaching quick reference guide and it's it lists the characteristics and what the coach does and what the learner does, what the coach does and what the learner does. And under the characteristic of feedback, there is nothing stated for what the learner does, but it it's just states this short paragraph. It's one of the shorter explanations of the coaching practices, which is what the coach does. She or he uses non-committal acknowledgement when appropriate to affirm what the parent or care provider says or does. She or he provides positive feedback when necessary. She or he shares information to build upon the parent or care provider's knowledge and skills. So in this instance, I really told this mom like, A plus, honestly, like you guys took the bull by the horns. You wanted to make a change. You knew you needed to make a change and needed to problem solve this. And you guys did it. Um, And it's it was just so satisfying to see how that feedback really built this mom up. Um, 
And I say mom because the dad had actually gone back downstairs to work because he had a meeting. But um, feedback truly feeds confident confidence and competence. And I saw that today and it was amazing. And I think sleep is one of those topics that's really easy to coach because you can't be there, obviously, in the middle of the night. You can't really model what they are supposed to do or not supposed to do in those um, very tiring and trying hours um, you know, of nighttime. So it really truly is this conversation and this interaction style of how are we going to problem solve and what are you going to do um, to change and get this ultimate goal met. So I think when people have a hard time um, trying to coach and work on those coaching skills, um, picking topics, picking families to practice that with um, is really important um, when you're kind of starting out on that journey. So uh, I definitely don't plan or I definitely don't consider myself an expert, but definitely it's something that I am just continually um, striving to be better at. Um, So that was my takeaway today from today's visit was feedback feeds. Feedback feeds confidence. It feeds competence. This mom felt good about where she was and she needed to hear it from me, I think, too, um, that I thought she was doing a great job. The one thing we did talk about she was concerned about was naps. Um, so we did kind of problem solve and, and looked at the data again about how much does an infant his age need in a 24 hour, um, 24 hour day for sleep. And if he is, this child was actually sleeping on the 13 ish hours side of things at night, um, sometimes 13 and a half. So that, that nap during the day is probably going to be a little bit shorter um, if he's getting so much sleep at night. So just kind of looking at the overall sleep in a 24-hour period and trying to look at this child's um, needs really and his own kind of body rhythm and body clock and and just trying to adjust to it too because he is only 12 months old right now. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good visit. I felt it was a really good visit. And uh, we talked a, a little bit about other things and came up with a plan. I said, so what's so what's the plan in between now and the next time we see each other? And she said, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I was like, absolutely. You are going to keep rocking it and you're going to keep doing it. Um, so we did. And we decided to kind of drop down to monthly monthly visits and monthly services unless something comes up. But for now, he's doing really well. This family's doing really well. Um, yeah, so when I think about feedback, just kind of going back to feedback again, I think it's, I think it's tricky, right? So sometimes you assume that when things are going really well, that they know it and they maybe don't need to hear it. But you, sh- you should always affirm that parent 
and or that caregiver and what they're doing and what they're saying um because maybe they do need to hear it and you don't know that so i was kind of under the assumption before walking into this visit like I wonder what I need to come here for because I have a feeling things are going really, really well. But, you know, after listening to both of them, they just they just needed that positive affirmation of what they were doing. Um, and then again, sharing that knowledge when you need to, I think is super important. So I'm um, just really kind of picking and choosing um what you share and when you really need to share it and what is the purpose of it. So like today with the naps and, you know, she was kind of concerned with the naps. It's like, well, let's go back to what's, you know, age appropriate for, for his age and sharing that information to just build upon her, um, her knowledge and just her skill levels. So yeah, really good visit. So thank you for, listening and hopefully you get some takeaways from this um, as I reflect on this visit and I look ahead to uh, my next visits tomorrow and next week with families I'm just going to keep that in my mind in my head and in my back and in my back pocket that feedback feeds feeds confidence and competence so thank you for listening um, this is the second episode of our podcast and or of my podcast and we were working through some audio issues in the first episode so hopefully we kind of got those worked out uh, in this episode so if you'd like to share your stories with me I'd love to hear them or um, anything you guys do for for feedback any catchphrases you use with families um, or how you get specific with families with your feedback. I'd love to hear those too. So you can email me at ericabow80 at gmail.com. So that's E-R-I-K-A-B-O-8-0 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.